You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart in Tasmania, right across Australia. And each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, where we are going and where we are, sorry, and where we are going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have Natalie. Natalie Moore is um, joining us today. How are you, Natalie? I'm good, Tabitha. Nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk to you, Natalie. It's been a while since you joined us. Um, It's been over a month. I think the last time you did a radio program with us was around March. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we've missed you. We've missed hearing <laughs> your beautiful voice. Um, is there anything in particular that you've been up to that you'd like to share with us? Oh, I suppose the biggest change has been, I suppose, yes, my immunity has gone up since um, finishing cancer treatment back in January and getting the all clear. Um, and so we survived COVID in our household. It was very, very mild for us, which we were very fortunate. That's amazing. With. And I figured, okay, I've overcome cancer. I've overcome the immunity. I've overcome um, COVID. And so now I can get back into the classroom. So I returned um, to my school just in a relief teacher role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, yeah, I'm working at my school. It's a public school and it doesn't come without its challenges, but I really actually surprisingly enjoy being back in the classroom. Yeah, because I remember the first time I talked to you, you said you enjoy teaching or you used to enjoy teaching. So it's good um, to get to do something that you are passionate about. Yes, I was terrified to return because I really like being a mom as well. But um, yeah, I, I am enjoying that bit of a break from being a mom <laughs> yeah yeah and being more busy <laughs> being busier oh my gosh, i don't really appreciate that <laughs> oh, oh okay. well yeah it's life life is busy and mm-hmm. that's good that's that's what keeps life going makes time right. move quicker <laughs> um and just to remind our listeners uh that you can listen through the Catch us through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. In case you've missed any episodes, you can catch up through the app or the website. And um, feel free to text us any questions, any comments through our show number, which is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And uh, please respond to our on-air question, and um, we'll be able to share with that um, on air. So, um, Natalie, what would you like to share with us today? I uh, had a little think when I was told I'd be invited back about what I wanted to share. And would you believe that um, a few days, which now is a few weeks ago, um, we had a moment in our household, which um, every parent who's gone through toddlerhood knows as the terrible twos. Mm. However, I was not in the throes of that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but in one of those moments, I had this epiphany and I've titled this uh, segment as tantrums and theology Mm -hmm. because interestingly a tantrum taught me something about God's grace Um, and I know that I mentioned on the last episode that I was on that I have a blog which has been quite silent recently because I've been so busy Mm -hmm. um, called casual grace blog um, and you can find it at casualgraceblog.com. And I shared a little bit um, on this topic as well because it's a space for everyday grace. And I feel like parenthood and toddlerhood especially is a space for that. So I thought, why not share it on Faith FM as well? Because I'm sure there are parents listening who can relate. 
Um, so for those who remember, I said I was a mum of a two-year-old. She's two and a half now. And back then, you know, we we're in the lovely, it's not, it's not an issue yet. And now here we are. Um, I sort of almost had that naive parent belief that that will never be my child and my child will be raised better than that. Mm. And those, you know, those other kids out there, they're out of control or they're entitled or they're spoilt. Mm. And then, uh, you know, everyone used to say, oh, your child is so well behaved. Oh, she's such a good girl. And I sort of went, no, I'm I'm believing that she is a Mm. well-behaved child, but inevitably it's going to happen. And um, then it did. (laughs) One day Mm. I had a full-blown meltdown on my hands I was alone my husband was working that evening nothing was coming together I was trying to get dinner on the table I had an overtired hungry child on the floor curled up in a ball sobbing wailing and I sort of went oh my goodness what do I do with this uh I'd never experienced something like that before Mm. in fact um in hindsight it was probably a poor parenting moment but to take a beat and take a breath and a moment in that and really reflect on, okay, how do I handle this? I actually pulled out my phone and recorded a little bit and sent it to my husband and go, this is what I'm dealing with right now. What do I do? <laughs> um, because I just stood there dumbfounded. Mm. Like I didn't know. I had no idea what to do with that. Um, and most of the time when my daughter has sort of these moments of big feelings, I call them. I don't like calling it terrible twos because I don't believe in labeling you know, just reactions, normal, natural development as terrible. Because mm. um, they're, they're kids. They don't know yeah, that. You know. That's it. That's right. And she's like, they're two years old. They've only been alive on the planet for two <laughs> years. How do we expect them to, you know, in the middle of feeling an injustice because for them it's an injustice or, you know, you're not meeting a need quickly enough. Mm. Where like we're expecting them to have grown up reactions of, oh, okay, well, I'm going to calm down and take a breath and deal with this. Like that's our job is to teach them to help them regulate their emotions and things like that and understand the situation. But you can't expect that of a two year old. Um, So, yeah, my normal reaction to little spot fires that used to happen was I'd sort of say, hey, are you okay? Do you want a hug? And just sort of that connection. Um, and even this at this point was no, no, and just wow on the floor. And I just, oh, it was a whole thing. But, um, you know, you need grace at up. that moment. Oh, my word, yes, definitely. Grace was very much a thing. And I suppose in those moments, I, I can relate because I don't know about you, Tabitha, but when you're hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you ever get hangry? Uh, I do. I don't want to talk. I just want food. <laughs> yes. So mm. obviously in that moment, I recognized those same similar, like being tired, being hungry and just melting into a little puddle on the floor. And I went, oh, I completely understand that feeling because I have those feelings too, except as a grown up, I can't just melt into a puddle on the floor. Mm. I actually have to go and make some food. Mm. Um and so I could I could manage that one, but that was sort of my little first taste test of what could be and eventually did come right my way. Um, and yeah, it <laughs> I, I managed to get through that, and I had a couple more of those. But it wasn't until a little while later again that we started having some of these slightly different sorts of big feelings if you will Mm -hmm. (laughs) um 
yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious if there's other uh, parents that can relate to these um, stories. But, yeah. Um, yeah, let us know, parents out there. Um, do you remember the first time you, your toddler threw a tantrum or had a big time, big moment, as um, mm-hmm. Natalie is referring to it? Um, what, how was it like um, and how did you respond to that? Let us know on 0488-880-891. Um, just to let you know, this program is not live. We are recording it, but um, it will be good to hear from you and uh, we can be able to respond to that um, during our next show. We can share that on air. Yeah. Yes, please tell me that I'm not alone. <laughs> and I'm so curious what what these tantrums are about. <laughs> mm, I don't have a kid, but I can assure you you're not alone. I have um, friends who have just um, young mothers, recent mothers, and um, they're just finding their way, just learning. It is scary, actually. Um, and mm. they, they say that. Uh, it's like, what do I do? <laughs> but then, you yeah. know, you just learn as you go. You, and then there's the mother in- instinct. You sort of yes. just you have that intuition. You're like, okay, this is what I should do. This is what my baby needs. This is what my child wants. That's yeah. right. And I know that oftentimes... I mean, grown-ups do it to other grown-ups as well. We say, oh, just calm down, take a breath. But in those moments when you're in that heat of, like, feeling really upset about something, being told to calm down and take a breath <laughs> doesn't really help you. No. no. Um, and so, yeah, just thinking about, okay, what, are, what, what do you do with that? And I guess in that particular case, it, it was just overcome with emotion. But um, a little bit later... <laughs> I'll talk about, you know, more so when the real big, rather than a meltdown, but a sort of defiant moment occurred. And what do you do with that when you're giving instructions and your child's just not responding? You're like, ah, like, <laughs> it's not a difficult request. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that. That's like a twofold thing. You're like, okay, you've got feelings, your feelings, their feelings, and you've got I guess disobedience or defiance. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's look. Parenting is not a not for the not for the uh, faint hearted faint of heart. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. It does take a lot of learning, a lot of patience, a lot of um, mm. trying to calm yourself down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll hear more from Natalie, but um. For now, let's take a break and listen to this song, Lord, I Want to Be Like You, by Manuel Escajio. He climbs in my lap for a good night hug. He calls me dad and I call him bug. With his faded old pillow and a bear named Pooh He snuggles up close and says, I want to be like you I tuck him in bed and I kiss him goodnight Tripping over the toys as I turn out the lights I whisper a prayer that someday you'll see He's got a father in God Cause he's seen Jesus in me Lord, I wanna be just like you 
Cause he wants to be just like me I wanna be a holy example For his innocent eyes to see Help me be a living Bible, Lord That my little boy can read I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be like me Got to admit I've got so far to go Make so many mistakes and I'm sure that you know Sometimes it seems no matter how hard I try With all the pressures in life I just can't get it all right But I'm trying so hard to learn from the best To be patient and kind, filled with your tenderness Cause I know that he learned from the things that he sees And the Jesus he finds will be the Jesus in me Lord, I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be just like me I wanna be a holy example For his innocent eyes to see Help me be a living Bible, Lord That my little boy can read I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be like me Right now from where he stands I may seem mighty tall But it's only cause I'm learning from the best father of them all Lord, I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be just like me I wanna be a holy example For his innocent eyes to see Help me be a living be just like you cause he wants to be like me I wanna be just like you cause he wants to be like me That was Lord, I want to be like you by Manuel Escajo. And um, Natalie, you just told me that you know this um, artist, this singer, and um, you were <laughs> part of a song that he sang long time ago when you were in um, grade four. Was it? Yeah. Oh. It was early primary school, so maybe year two, three, four. I'm not sure. Somewhere in there, it's all a blur. But yeah, our school and maybe some other schools, I don't remember the details. Uh, we were invited to be part of his music video for one of his songs, which I think was called Praise Him. And I did a very quick YouTube search just before to see if I could find the video and be able to like point myself out. But the video is not <laughs> online. And so if someone at the Adventist Media Center could please find that video and maybe put it on YouTube <laughs> so I can see very you awkward, see. embarrassing little me. Mm. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's a really good artist. He's a really good singer. And um, mm, yeah. beautiful songs. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with um, Natalie Moore. And Natalie is talking about um, tantrums in theology. And we asked our listeners a question. Um, and this is directed to parents. Uh, do you remember the first time your toddler threw a tantrum? Was, what was it about? Um, and how did you respond to it? Let us know on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, we are recording this program, but we would love to hear from you, and I uh, will be able to share the next time we are um, doing uh, connecting the dots uh, live program. So, Natalie, in the previous section, you talked about your first experience with um, big feelings, as you like to refer to them, <laughs> <laughs> and and how they taught you grace and patience. Um, what else would you like to share with us in this section? I guess, yeah, as I mentioned in the last section, usually when my daughter's having some big feelings, I uh, I respond with, you know, it's okay. Would you like a hug or a cuddle? And we, you know, hug and connect. And I can't remember where I had first heard of this idea of connect before you actually like respond to the situation Mm -hmm. and it could well have been uh i follow a great instagram page called big little feelings Mm -hmm. they're two women in america that talk about toddler development and taming tantrums and things like that and rather than just you know doing the classic calm down it's okay it'll be fine you're all right and just sort of dismissing the feeling actually acknowledging and connecting and starting with that do you want a hug you know, what happened? Tell me what's wrong. And often, even now, my child will sort of say, you know, I'm upset. And so I'll say, oh, it's okay to feel upset. What made you upset? And I mean, she's two, so it almost sounds like a grown-up conversation. Mm. But she actually is more capable than I think often we give our children credit for. Um, So I I actually would encourage people to try that rather than just going, oh, don't be upset. Actually ask them, like, what made you upset? Even if you think you know the answer, give them the opportunity um, and, you know, explain that. But, um, yeah, this one day came along out of nowhere. And, in fact, I had organized a play date for her with her friend. And she was so excited to go to her friend's house. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, well, you know, let's let's get dressed. Let's get out of your pajamas and let's get dressed and we're going to get ready to go to your friend's house and she was taking forever and wiggling away and walking away and running and thinking it was a great game but I was like I just need to get out the door (laughs) I just need to get out the door and so it was just a bit stressful for me and so finally okay got her dressed and I'm like okay let's brush your teeth up nope brushing teeth is a whole other thing any parents who have tried to brush a toddler's teeth will know it's like wrestling a crocodile it's a it's a struggle sometimes Mm. um and so yep trying to okay got through the brushing teeth i asked her to do things that are completely reasonable to ask her because she's done them before can you go put your toothbrush back in the bathroom no please put your toothbrush in the bathroom so we can go play with winnie no (sighs) okay so i'm just staying calm stay calm anyhow i said please i call her yaya she calls herself yaya yaya toothbrush bathroom quickly No. And then she threw her toothbrush across, like down the hallway at me. It missed me. And so then I went, Sage. And then so it's sort of like, it was like, uh, like, uh, uh, like, how do I respond to this? I don't know. And I was just getting frustrated, like putting on her shoes. Everything was just difficult. And I sort of went, we need to go. And I raised my voice in that moment, sort of snapped at her. And then 
she sort of didn't really know how to react, sort of half laughed at me and then just Mm -hmm. kept doing her thing. And so I just frustratedly grabbed a backpack and was throwing all her things in it. And, And as I was pulling on my shoes going, come on, like, come put your shoes on this thought occurred to me Mm -hmm. and I realized that I more than she was having the tantrum because things were not going my way. And Mm. then I realized when I had one of those big feeling moments, when I was having my little meltdown, I sort of went, Oh, actually my child is not following my instructions because she's a human and, you know, a person of her own and figuring out her independence. This is completely normal Mm -hmm. for her, especially at this age. They're just trying to figure out, you know, where they fit in life, how, how do they do this stuff? You know, where the boundaries are. And I went, actually, that's a lot like what we do. And I had this thought occur to me that when I'm not following God's directions, And I'm, you know, ignoring him or actively choosing not to do what he asked or trying to weasel my way out of them. His reaction is very different to how I was reacting in that moment to my daughter, which my reaction, again, human, Mm -hmm. is very normal. (laughs) A lot of parents (laughs) react this way to their children, Mm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. And Mm. I had this moment of, oh, wow, my daddy God doesn't get frustrated with me and raise his voice or shame me or punish me for those behaviors. So why would I do that to my child? In fact, he responds in grace and in love calmly. And I almost imagined him leaning down like I often do Mm -hmm. to my child, getting down at her level and saying, are you okay? Do you need a hug? And let's figure this out. And that sort of moment just completely changed that situation instantly because I realized as a mom, I'm called to show God's grace and love to my child. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in first Timothy one 16, and I'm going to read this from the new international version, mm-hmm. it says, um, for that very reason, I, this is Paul speaking, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. And I thought, man, God through Jesus shows patience to me and then through me is trying to show that to my child and I'm that example, I'm that image bearer of God's grace and mercy and patience. So if I'm not doing that, I'm not modeling that to my child, how will she learn of God's grace toward us, toward her, toward me, if I'm not displaying that grace that I claim to be changed by? Mm -hmm. And that was just a sort of like aha moment and quite convicting actually. Mm. So, you know, and classic, you know, any, usually teenage and I don't have a teenager yet, but I am a high school teacher. So Mm. I feel like I can see this when, you know, you've been schooled and you know that the person who told you off whatever was right. And you're like, dang it. I have to like admit defeat. So it took me a second. I went, oh man, God, you're so good at putting me in my place, (laughs) like doing it so kindly. So I sort of, took a breath and I love the smell of essential oils. So I grabbed some calming essential oils and smelt them all and calmed down. Then I calmly returned to my daughter and, um, yeah, had to have a humbling conversation with a two year old, (laughs) which, um, I know it might sound actually really crazy because in that moment I went, I'm about to 
apologize to my child, my two-year-old, who doesn't really, I mean, she, she says, sorry, mommy, you know, for like things because I've trained her to do that. And there are times when she will just, you know, if we bump heads or she drops something and I go, oh no, and she'll say, sorry, mommy. Like she's, she's picking up this idea of the apology, but I thought actually there's another half of that mm-hmm. that needs to follow. And that's the forgiveness, which I don't think we're very good at. We're, I think we're good at apologizing at times. I don't think we're always so good at forgiving and letting things go. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how do you teach a child about forgiveness unless you model that to them? Mm. And so I, uh, yeah, I took, it took me a minute. I didn't take her immediately. Popped her shoes on, threw her in the car and uh, we drove the two minutes to our friend's house. It's easier to drive two minutes than walk for 15 with a child. Trust mm. me, parents know this. <laughs> <laughs> and just before I took her out of the car, I actually asked her to look at me and I apologized and I said, it's okay to feel upset, but it's not okay to be unkind and mummy shouldn't have raised her voice at you. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And she at the time was just a little bit over two years old. I don't think she'd ever heard the words forgive me before. Mm. Um, And yeah, she sort of looked at me and said, yes, mummy. And I kind of went, I'm pretty sure you have no idea what I just asked you, but I'm going to take that really deeply. Like, I will never forget Mm. when I asked my child for forgiveness for the first time. And she said, yes, mummy. It just, yeah, it was a really beautiful moment. Mm. Oh, wow. Beautiful story Mm. there. Um, we have a free book offer for our listeners. It's called The Connected Family, and it contains simple steps to positive parenting, and it's by Paul and Carol Rain. Um, I'll give you more information about that a bit later on, but um, just reminding us, um, listeners, to share your experiences. Um, the parents out there, if you remember the first time your toddler threw a tantrum, um, let us know what it was about and how you responded to that on zero four We're going to listen to our next song, and it's called A Living Prayer by Alison Cross and uh, Union Station. Haven from my 
is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was A Living Prayer, a very beautiful song actually, um, by Alison Cross and Union Station. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with Natalie Moore. And Natalie is talking about tantrums and theology. And I'm just I'm reminding our listeners to share with us. Um, oh, this is directed to parents. Share with us if um, you remember the first time that your toddler threw a tantrum. Um, let us know what it was about and how you responded to that. Um, text us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And I'm just letting you know this is. Um, we're recording this program, but we'll be able to share whatever um, responses we'll get on our next live program. And we'll appreciate your responses. It's good um, when parents get to share um, ideas and how they're doing their parenting. Um, someone can learn from that. Um, yeah. So in the previous section, Natalie, you shared such a beautiful experience that you had with your daughter, um, who is or was two years then. Um, and I'm African <laughs> and I don't think I've ever received an apology from my parents, even when I thought they were like, I was convinced they were on the wrong side. Um, and I wish it would be different, but I understand the upbringing was different. And, um, it's just beautiful that, um, you know, a parent apologizing to a child, it just shows a lot of humility and uh, leading by example. And I hope parents can do that more often, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I, um, I'm part of a fortnightly women's Bible study group and uh, shout out to those ladies if they're listening. Um, but it's actually not uncommon, particularly, I guess, with our parents' generation. I was fortunate that one of my parents was very good at apologizing, the other one, it depended. Um, (laughs) But it's not uncommon for that generation of parents to often not apologize either to each other or to their children, um, but then expect those apologies between, you know, their children as they're parenting, like, you know, you hurt your sibling, but it wasn't modeled um, to them. So you're not alone there. I've heard that quite a few people have experienced the same, that their parents just didn't apologize to them. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I feel like um the parents are picking more um parenting, you know, ways which are very um suitable for it, this generation because there's a mm. lot of um you know, supporting children, um their feelings and all that. 
And yeah. so there's a way that parents have to respond to that because if they don't, <laughs> it mm, will not it has, be... It, it can definitely have lasting impacts. Mm. Um, not saying that, you know, now... You know, especially I think at one point my mum sort of said, "Oh no, did I did I do the wrong thing when I X, Y, and Z because I respond to those situations differently?" And I'm like, "No, you just you responded the way you knew how." Mm-hmm. And now we're just very fortunate. I feel very fortunate to be parenting in the you know 2020s um, because we have a lot more of that research and uh, you know just understanding of like child development and brain development and all those sorts of things that I guess informs us if we want to be informed. I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think something that especially feeds in, fed in, you know, hundreds of years ago and still feeds in now and it will continue to is the word of God. And often, um, I guess the Bible feels so uh, detached from daily life, especially now. I'm like, it was written so long ago and now we've got technology and life and busyness and fast pace and, you know, we've got working parents and like, just like, it's it's a very different cultural context to what you know, the audience it was written for, Mm -hmm. but I think there are still amazing truths that apply. And I know that I'm sure almost, or maybe, maybe most of our listeners, um, can probably quote the first few attributes of love from first Corinthians 13. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually wanted to read that passage. Um, I was only going to read the first verse because that's where the focus is going to sit, but I actually do want to, um, do a little task activity that I did um, with a different Bible study group of mums um, from 2020. I couldn't actually find the translation that I used then, but I want to read 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 8, and I'll read it in the New International Version. Um, I want to read it, and I'm going to read it slowly, and I'd like to encourage you to really listen and almost offer it sort of as a prayer for God to speak to you as to what part of this you need to work on because we did this um with those women and for me patience stood out back then and i had a oh, i don't know my child would have been 10 months old so you know there wasn't patience in this it, patience didn't look the same way then as it does now mm-hmm. um it was in a different context but it always applies so i'll read those verses First uh, Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 8 in the New International Version. Mm-hmm. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Parentheses there for all the parents. It is not easily angered. <laughs> That's very, very hard. hard to do at times. <laughs> It keeps no record of wrongs, and that should not be hard to do, I believe. It doesn't mean it always is, but we need to work on letting things go. Verse 6, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So we did that, and I actually had a different slightly different translation and it was quite convicting we all picked something else we were working on and I actually then went home and prayed that God would help me grow in my patience 
And again, <laughs> I think I might have said this um, in one of the last episodes that I did when I said I prayed for a testimony because I never felt like I had a testimony. I was born in the church. I grew up in the church. I never left the church. I'm still in the church. And <laughs> when you hear of stories of people's great conversions and you know they left the church and they returned and you know had a prodigal son experience and all those sorts of things, mm-hmm. I sort of went, oh, well, I mean, that's amazing, but that never happened to me. Does that mean it's not important? So I used to pray for a testimony and I mean, maybe I shouldn't have because I went through cancer. I'm not saying that was a direct result, but you know, and now I have that testimony to share. And so similarly, I prayed for patience and oh my word, the next week my patience was tested and it still mm-hmm. continues to be. Um, so care for what you pray for, but pray mm-hmm. for it nonetheless, but don't expect that God will just increase the patience, he will give you opportunities to test your patience or to test your kindness, to mm. test your tolerance and whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, so I think that that experience back then led to my growth and, you know, um, just, I guess, development and how I respond to things even now. Not always perfect. Of course, I'm not perfect mum by word I'm nowhere near close and I'm definitely not an expert but it's just a great example of how God's word can apply to any situation in our life whether it's parenting marriage singleness working for the church working in whatever field you work in your friendships uh, how you choose to use your pastime uh, it, it it's a living and active you know word it's not just a it's just not text on a page. It's so much more than that. Um, and that particular passage of love is patient. I think, especially as parents, when we claim to love our children, like love is a very big requirement. It's not just I love. It's not just a feeling. It's an action. Mm. It's not. And it's not uh, just providing um, uh, paying bills and uh, putting food yeah. on the table. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot more than that. It's a lot. It's a lot of involvement. It means, you know, sometimes listening to the wiggles for the 500th time in the car and you just want to, you know, just want some silence for a minute. (laughs) Um, But I think I had read um, another, clearly I'm a millennial because I love Instagram, but I I came across an Instagram account called Connected Fams. So it's connected F-A-M-S, which I guess connects back. I don't think it's actually directly related to our book offer, but Connected Fams uh, had a great post a little while ago, and it said, when we are better able to accept God's grace and truth for us as parents, or I guess people in general, we are better able to express God's grace and truth to our kids. Mm. And I found that quite convicting because it's a two-way street we can't show what we don't know um Mm. and yeah i think especially in the case of love if we haven't experienced god's love truly how can we show that to our families and our children Mm. indeed yeah i agree with you um we have a free book offer. It's called The Connected Family. And um, this book contains simple steps to positive parenting. And it's by Paul and Carol Rain. Um, 
train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. I guess we are all familiar with that um, scripture passage, which is in Proverbs 22, verse 6. Um, anything mm-hmm. worth doing takes effort, time, and perseverance, including parenting. And in this book, um, the authors present a practical 26-step program and that is designed to help parents make their children a priority and lead them to make a commitment to God and teach them the tools for Christian living. When we have won our children's hearts, um, our parenting becomes not only more effective, but the rewarding experience God intended it to be. And um, when you put these principles and guidelines into practice, you will discover that it's possible to actually become a truly connected family, not just physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. And uh, I think that is what every parent wants for their kids. I will give you the codes to claim that free book offer after the break. But for now, let's listen to this beautiful song, Love Remains by Hilary Scott and the Scott family. We 
and we all die. was Love Remains by Hillary Scott and um, the Scott family and you're listening to Stars and Counters with Natalie Moore and Natalie is talking about tantrums and theology and um, I promise to give you the code to claim this beautiful book it's called um, The Connected Family and it contains um, Steps to Positive Parenting by and it's by Paul and Carol Rain. Um, the code is CONNECT13 so text CONNECT and number 13, but don't put any space in between. I'm um, text connects one three two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to send this book to you. So, Natalie, um, in the previous section, you talked about um, this group on Facebook that um, you sort of um, meet with other mothers and um, share how to um, be good mothers. <laughs> I can, if I can say that. Um, yes. Yeah, and you also talked about love. Um, you know, it's not just about um, saying I love you to your kids. It's more of um, being patient with them, uh, being slow mm. to anger, which is very hard. But, um, yeah, just doing all that and, um, yeah, just actually doing both love, um, the kind of love that is outlined in um the book of Corinthians, um, mm-hmm. that is First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse four, from verse four to eight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just um, being good parents in all manner and um, leading by example. And I believe this is our final section. Unfortunately, um, what do you <laughs> have for us before we finish off? Um, so I've definitely talked a bit about the tantrum side of things, which we now have established. I don't like calling tantrums, but I have a thing for alliteration. So I had tantrums and theology, and I don't know how many people are familiar with the definition of theology. I mean, there's theology degrees and things like that, but um, for those who might be new to you know, Christianity and theology in general. Theology is the study of God and God's character and God's actions and especially his relationship to humanity. Um, and so I guess through that experience of parenting and those big feelings and that realization that I had of, oh, wait, actually the way God responds to me and how then I therefore should be reflecting God's response to me to my child in my responses to her. Um, that's how I got the um, title of Tantrums in Theology. But I guess in wrapping it up, I kind of wanted to give an almost uh, practical uh, sort of takeaway and homework, I suppose, um, you know, that's the teacher in me, um, for you to be able to I guess, take something away to try and implement this yourselves, uh, parents. And also, um, I guess this applies beyond parenting. If you're a teacher or if you're an aunt or an uncle or even in like a marriage relationship, love is not just parent to child, um, but we're called to love others as ourselves. Um, And I think often 
Um, it's so easy to get caught up in yourself, in your own journey, in your own, like working your own strength and doing things by yourself um, and not leaning in to um, to God and what he offers you. Um, and so I think it's also easy to not really see how verses and passages in the Bible apply to our day to day. But um, if anything, like that is definitely what we're called to do and they do apply. Um, we're called to show Jesus to others. Um, and again, I mentioned that Instagram page, Connected Fams. And again, I, I wanted to share another post that they shared the other day, which is uh, which said, it's part of your inheritance to have the Holy Spirit guide and to help solve power struggles and conflicts in your family. Mm-hmm. And it's part of your identity to be peacemakers. And while that that um, that idea of it being our identity to be peacemakers, it sounds like a lot of pressure. But that first part is so important. It's, it's a part of our inheritance that we have the Holy Spirit to help us to do that, to navigate these big feelings, to navigate conflicts and power struggles. We don't have to do parenting or relationships alone. Um, and I wanted to share a couple of verses to encourage you perhaps to look up and maybe even have them as like daily prayers to strengthen you in whatever your um, situation may be. Um, so the first one I have is Romans 15 verse 5. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the New International Version. It says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ had. I think oftentimes we sort of see it as like an us versus them kind of thing. And especially in those moments of stress and panic and when emotions are running high on both sides of the of the conflict, I guess, between myself and my child and whatever else, I need to remind myself that this will pass and I can step away and take a deep breath and maybe even say a prayer and ask God, God, give me that endurance and encouragement mm-hmm. to have that same attitude toward my child that Christ had toward me. Patience, love, you know, grace. Um, and yeah, I think that, that that's sort of like a moment where you can use the Bible in twofold. You can use it as a reminder. You can also use it as a prayer, which we're encouraged to do. Um, and I also want to leave one, uh, one more Bible verse, which we know people who have been reading the Bible. It's, you know, sort of the one that is, uh, it's one of our, you know, you cross stitch it on a pillow sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to read it in a slightly different translation, which, um, expands on it a little bit more. So it's Philippians 4, 6, and this is in the voice translation, which I've only recently discovered, um, but I really like it. And mm-hmm. so it says, don't be anxious about things. Instead, pray. Pray about everything. He longs to hear your requests. So talk to God about your needs and be thankful for what has come. And I think that that's a great takeaway. I mean, we've heard that idea of don't be anxious. And mm. It's kind of like that, calm down. But calm down doesn't solve the problem. It It's like a little fix for a minute. You need to have that strategy. Okay, I need to calm down. But then what do I do? What do I do with that? How do I get to that point? Mm. Well, how do um, I get past this point? 
That's it. And it's the same thing that we have to teach our children, but we can't teach what we don't know ourselves. Um, And so it's like, okay, calm down, breathe. Yep. But pray and ask, talk to God and he'll give you what you need for that parenting moment, for that relationship moment, whatever it may be. (laughs) Wow. Indeed. Uh, Prayer, prayer, prayer. Mm. Prayer. um, It's important to have like a uh, praying, have a routine, um, be a prayerful person. Yeah. Um, You know, there's there's some quotes that I, I mean, it's not a quote, but I keep seeing this on social media. Um, and that says, pray, um, just uh, have that habit of praying because sometimes you'll be, there are people, oh, you would be dealing with something that you're not even aware of or someone trying to fight mm. you and you're not even aware about it, you know. Mm, so just absolutely. praying, then that just protects you, you know. I always, when I pray, I always say, um, protect me. And also when I pro- um, pray for my parents and my family and my friends and everyone, I say, just protect from evil. Yeah, because there's some people may have evil plans or, you know, you never know what's out there. Satan is at work. So it's good to um, have that habit of praying. Thank you so much, Natalie, for making time. I know you're very busy and <laughs> we really love hearing your voice. We love hearing from you. There's just so much to learn. And, and we thank you so much for making time to do this program and hoping that you'll do another one. <laughs> My pleasure. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and just to remind our listeners, the code to claim um, today's free book offer, which is um, called The Connected Family, is CONNECT13. Connect, um, text CONNECT13 to 0488-880-891, and I will be able to send the book to you. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are, enjoy the rest of your day. And I will talk to you again next time on Connecting the Dots. We're going out with this song um, called More Like You by Noema Moore. Everything I do
more like you more